Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and before we dive into today's episode, I just want to preface this with one thing. First of all, this is probably one of the most inspirational episodes we've had to date. So if you're looking to find an episode that's going to fire you up and motivate you and crush your excuses, this is the one for you. But what's even more impressive is as we're recording this episode right now, our guest today is in the midst of doing 100 marathons in 100 consecutive days. And today is day 36, which is just absolutely crazy and so she recorded this episode with me when she was in the very early beginning stages of her challenge Uh, I think it was marathon five or six Um, but anyways I just wanted to give the shout out to that because not only is it an incredible accomplishment but she's also beat cancer she's also an amputee runner she's gone through just an insane amount of adversity in her life but has yet accomplished so much and still has a positive attitude and a smile on her face all along the way so i wanted to preface this with the challenge that she's doing right now just to add even more inspiration to this episode even though i didn't think there could be any more i mean this woman's just incredible so uh I will let our guests do all of the talking from here on out, but enjoy today's episode with Jackie Hunt Brojma. Thank you everyone for listening and enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and today we have such an inspirational guest who is in the midst of an incredible challenge. And I'll let her kind of like really just dive into what the challenge is because I don't want to give too many spoilers ahead, but it will blow your mind. It's blown my mind already, but not only will the challenge that she's doing blow your mind, her story, what she stands for, her ideas, everything is uh, that you're going to hear today on this podcast is. I'm sure going to inspire you to not just be a better runner or an athlete, but a better person, because I know that I'm a better person just by uh, looking at her content on Instagram, getting to know her a little bit more, and then to have the honor to have her here to share her story and uh, to get to get to know her a little more uh, is just going to be a, just a pleasure and an honor. So uh, I'll, I'll let her take the stage in terms of telling her story, her background, uh, give you a little look into who this guest is. And we're going to dive into all the things uh, that that make her what she is and uh, some things to inspire you out with. Um, Well, without further ado, I'd love to introduce today's amazing guest, Jackie Hunt Brojma. Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm so happy you're here. It's an absolute honor. And, uh, 
the the reason why I kept your uh, story, I guess, like so vague in the beginning of the intro is because I always like to hear super inspirational stories from the person themselves. And okay. I believe like for me, it's like, it's not my story to tell, it's your story to tell. And it's more impactful when it comes from the person. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you, uh, who you are, your story, and, and just a little okay. bit of background and, and everything. We can get right into it. Um, I, yeah, my, yeah, obviously I'm Jackie. Um, I am an ultra runner and I'm an amputee. Um, and the, how I lost my leg was to cancer. Um, and so kind of that is kind of one part of the journey. And I mean, we could be a very long time here if you want to kind of go into that part. Um, and, um, I took up running five years ago, well, nearly six years ago. Um, just because I wanted to see if I could do it as an amputee, because everyone said, oh, yeah, um, you can't, re you won't be able to run. Um, and I'm quite stubborn that way. Um, so I wanted to prove people wrong. So kind of fast forward six years um, and I'm running trails, I'm running 100 milers, training for 240 mile races um, and everything that everyone thought I couldn't be, I wouldn't be a be doing they all thought oh yeah she'll stick to 5k races and that will kind of be where she'd be um so it's been an interesting journey to kind of get to this point and to kind of just prove people wrong and just not to say no not to take no as an answer and just kind of keep pushing limits mm -hmm. i absolutely love that that is so amazing and to i i think you're the epitome of that right to to be an amputee to go through something so undeserving and unfortunate right and yeah. then to to look out and say hey listen like i've gone through this thing uh, but i'm going to go out and run anyways and i'm going to show the world and i'm not even just going to run these small distances i mean you're running 100 milers across the years a big race uh planning uh -huh. out to tackle moab like this is just in, it's unbelievable what you're doing. Um, so, uh, and I want to talk about the challenge that you're currently in the midst too, uh, yeah. later in the podcast, uh, definitely want to keep everyone on their toes with that, <laughs> but, but tell me a little bit more about like your intro to running. So it, you know, uh, it sounded like you went through cancer, had the, uh, the amputation there. That, yeah. And the, the, the funny thing with my, my introduction into running is I wasn't a runner before I had my amputation. I was kind of the, I was the kid at school that would hide in the bathrooms because I thought running was for crazy people. Um, it was just like, why would you run? I mean, you go, no. And I just, I just, I didn't like running. And then my husband's a runner and he kind of was out there running all the time and stuff. And I was kind of intrigued by it. But the, 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 the interesting part of it is that when you have two legs, you take running for granted. So it was something I didn't do when I had my two legs. But once my leg was gone, it was like suddenly I was like, no, but I want to be able to run. Why can't I run? And it's and it's a lot more complicated because you need a special device to actually. So it's not just putting on a pair of shoes and actually go for a run. It, it doesn't work that way. You need a running blade. You need to kind of get a prosthetic that's equipped for running mm -hmm. um and I think that's kind of what drove me was the fact that suddenly I'd gone from something I'd taken for granted to suddenly I'm like wait a minute I can't actually just go out and it's not that easy I can't do it and I'm like and part of me then was um because I'd become quite stubborn and I was like but why why can't I do that I should be able to do what everyone else is doing and and that's kind of been my drive just to like say you know what why can't I do it why can't I do it as just as well as everyone else and that's how the process kind of started with the running um and then I mean because I tried with a normal walking prosthetic 
to do a few miles. And if you, a walking prosthetic comparison to a running blade is so much heavier. So it's kind of like if you would put some bricks tied to your shoe and you go and try and run, it kind of would feel like that. It's just, it weighs you down and it's just uncomfortable. Um, and the sock is not designed for that. So you have all bunch of issues with your stump. So you have to kind of go into getting a running blade. And I remember the first kind of researching it and wanting to go down to the running blade scenario is running blades aren't cheap. They're like, my first running blade was $10,000. And when, <laughs> when I tell anyone like that, they went, what, what? So it's kind of, you go into running, but then it's something you kind of think, wait a minute, um, am I actually going to really like running? Because it's not something you can kind of, you can't return a running blade. If you don't like it, it, it well, tough. You've paid for that. You've got to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of had to really like running. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, and, and so I started with 5k races and just fell in love with the whole process. And then I just wanted to push a little bit further. I saw, I remember the first half marathon I did, I signed up for a 10K. And the day before the race, I was changed it at registration. I was like, well, I registered for the 10K. I'm going to change my registration to the half marathon and see how I do. So I'm like, 10K half marathon, right? There's no big difference. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I just kind of progressed. So obviously after half marathon, I went to full marathon and then I decided to take up trail running. Um, and that was another challenge because road running, I kind of I kind of lost my little passion for it. I kind of got a little bit bored with it because it was kind of the same. And, and I was like, well, what am I going to do next? And someone said, why didn't you try trail running? And I was mm. like, what trail running on a, on a on a running blade can you imagine and I did some research and one of the one of the doctors I'd been working with um obviously told me no um you shouldn't be running trails because you're going to fall and amputees don't belong on trails and it's dangerous and 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 they went down that route and me being stubborn I was like wait a minute (laughs) what you said no okay let's do this then (laughs) and that's how I got into trail running and my first trail race was a 40 miler um ultra and I was like oh why not I mean let's see what I can do and that's kind of how I went from trail running into ultra and kind of just kind of stuck into the ultra running world and just yeah it's just it's been such a fun experience and I love I just love pushing boundaries and just because people have have a perception of what you can achieve in life and I'm like well no you can push your bodies your bodies can achieve so much more if you just put in the work and you just keep pushing and yeah Oh my, I, the thing that I love so much about your story is that like every time either someone has outwardly said you can't do that, or it seems like you couldn't do it in the moment, right? Like even, you know, losing, losing a leg, I'm sure like the first thing is like, oh, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this again, or at least that's the stigma, right? Yeah. And you went to your stigma. doctor and yeah. you said, Hey, like, you know, I want to be on trails. And he's like, dude, I, like that quote blew my mind when you said, Hey, like amputees are not supposed to be on the trails. Like that is crazy. But I love how you were like, no, like I'm going to go out and do that. Now I'm curious because I, I know that that mindset has led to all the success and, and uh-huh. quite frankly, the, the fulfillment that you probably seen, because when you show that the, the stigmas and the, the misconceptions are wrong, I, I bet that's just an amazing feeling. 
have you always been that kind of way or was that something that kind of changed, you know, after, after losing your leg? Cause I'm curious. I, I think that's something that definitely changed as I, when I lost my leg, because mm. it's, it's, it's weird. Cause you, you go through life just taking things for granted. And mm. it's just like, you take your body for granted that you can do everything. And then suddenly when a part's taken away, it kind of, it, it changes you. And I mean, for me, it was a good change because I think it sounds weird. And I always say this, I'm like, I'm, yeah, of course I want to, I would love to have two legs, but I'm, the journey I have gone through and where I am, it's actually made me a better person. It's made me appreciate life. It's, it's made me appreciate my body and just being able to push it further and further and further. It's an incredible thing to be able to do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful for the journey I've gone on. Oh my gosh. That's so, yeah, I'm, I don't know if you can see, I'm getting like super emotional, <laughs> like just hearing that, like to, because a lot of people will see these like tragic events that happen and, yeah. and think like, oh, my life is over. There's, uh -huh. oh man, like what, why me? Like all these things. But the fact that you're able to reframe it into not only a positive, but like you said, like a journey that you love and, and one yeah. that, you know, you wouldn't ask for any other way. I mean, is just truly beautiful when, when you were going through like this transition uh, phase into, you know, running, like not only are you, what I think is just fascinating too. And I want to just highlight for everyone here is that not only are you adapting to a new life, you know, with one leg, but you're adapting to a whole new activity that you've never even done before. So it's just like crazy hard. Were there any, like, what was like the hardest part about that transition? And, like, how did you, how did you circumnavigate it to keep pushing yourself uh, if you did face like struggles along the way that, that were just mentally really tough? Do you mean transition from amputee to runner or do you just, or do you just mean from going from being with able body to, to being an amputee kind of? I guess from like both perspectives. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of have to accept and that, that, that part of the journey was quite tough. Um, except that, because it's also, like you said earlier, there's a perception um, once you become an, and, and when I had my leg amputated, like I remember the conversation I had with my mom, my mom thought I was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life because suddenly she's like, but suddenly you're missing a leg. And, it, and it was this whole perception of, mm that's what you're going to be and it's like you put you're you're put in a box of like well yeah that's going to be your life and 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 so my journey was accepting what I was or what I what what had happened mm -hmm. and then looking at the silver like I had to I had to kind of accept the fact that I had because the weird thing was I had I had also had the cancer diagnosis so right. for me, I had survived cancer and it's weird how you, your mind works because I was so focused on losing my leg that I'd forgotten that I'd actually survived cancer and I wasn't going to die, but you become so fixated on well, what you've lost rather than what you've gained. And that is something I had to really work on to kind of become positive and say, wait a minute. Yes, I've survived cancer. Yes, I've lost my leg but I can still do a lot of things and I can still be active. I can still move forward. And so that was kind of the transition that I had to go through. And then going from being to, to running was an interesting because it's not something, because a lot of people are like, yeah, but it's easy. You just strap on a, a running blade and yeah. off you go. Right. I'm like, no, <laughs> 
is not that simple. And it's, it's, it's the funniest process because your brain doesn't trust your prosthetic that you've strapped on. So, so they hand you this, this blade and they're like, oh yeah, off you go. And they, and they put you in this like, uh, where, because uh, for me, it was in a parking lot and I had to go up and down and test out this running blade, but your brain isn't trusting. So you literally, it, as if you're running with your eyes closed. So you're, you're, it's that sensation you have when you're running blind because you're kind of having to trust your feet. So I'm, I'm kind of having to put this blade down and then trusting it. So it, that process took a while because for a long time, I wasn't running on both, like on my left and my right. So my good side was like, my muscles were like really developed and my left side was kind of getting a little bit more weak and I could notice that in my hips. So it was, I had to build, uh, yeah, I had like serious trust issues I had to work on. Right. And it's kind of a, yeah, it, it, it's been an interesting process. Yeah. And I love that you point out the, the, uh, again, I, I love how we're just breaking down all the misconceptions, but the one big one, like you said before is like, Oh, like, you know, they just strap on something and go, but not only the cost that you mentioned before the $10,000, which was as I audibly was like, Whoa, still mind blown for that. But like also just the feeling, right? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine closing my eyes and running and that's hard as in its own. So to have that feeling on top of that and something new is just, just crazy. Like just mind blowing how you're doing. I think it like attests so much to your mental strength and willpower and just how incredible you are to, to fight through all these things, uh, is just truly incredible. Tell me a little bit more about like when you start to get into these longer distances, right? Uh Um, because you have gone through an incredible roster of races. Uh, Uh tell me about some of those like first, uh, you know, hundred milers and first long attempts and how did those things go? Um, it's to be, it's still a learning process. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many factors when you're running with a blade. Um, I mean, you have good days, you have bad days and it's like, you just never know showing up for a race. It's like, how is my stump actually going to react to the Mm. pounding and the continues? And I mean, you have your, just as the same as what you have, like if your, your foot will be swelling up during the race, I have that, my, my stump actually swells up quite badly. Um, so it's kind of managing that. And I've kind of, kind of got a system that works for me and it's, it's taken a long time, but not every race is different. I mean, I've had where I've showed up for a race and my tread has fallen off. So it's like, Oh, and if you, obviously running on the carbon fight you can't especially with the trail races and ultra because most most of the ultras i do is normally there's a bit of mud somewhere Mm -hmm. along the line so you kind of lose total grip so it's kind of thinking of you kind of have to think of scenarios all the time and i know most ultra runners that's kind of what we do is just you're always thinking on your feet you're always there's always something that's going to (laughs) happen but running on a blade is like it just adds this extra element and it's like, okay, what? And, and it's, I'm not, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I always have to think about all the different scenarios to think what's, what possibly could go wrong Mm. in a hundred mile race, because I need to have that as in my kit, like anything, like if I've, I've got duct tape in my kit, I've got things for my stump to treat blisters because I get blisters on my stump. Mm. Um, I have other legs that I kind of switch out. Um, when I did run across the years, my my stump swelled up so badly that I had to switch to my walking prosthetic 
just to relieve the the pressure on my stump. So it's kind of, I've had to learn to be very flexible and try not make that a frustrating point. Like, so you have to be really, so like, like I approach everything with like, well, this is what I want to achieve. It's not always a straight line. Um, and in the beginning, I used to get really frustrated because I used to think, I just want to be normal. I just want to have two legs. I just want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to have all these issues. And it's like, it's something you kind of have to work through because it, it can be frustrating. And it's like, my training plans are never, never like, I can't follow a, tra- well, I, I mean, I obviously follow a training plan, but I can never keep myself to it because one week I can be running and doing fantastic. And the next week that my stump is just not happy and mm-hmm it's too swollen and stuff. So I've learned to be flexible. Um, and it's great because that flexibility I can kind of bring in with ultra running. And I think everyone that does ultra run, you have to be flexible. You, your goals change all the time during a race. And I think it's kind of made me a better at ultra running because I don't get so frustrated. I'm like, well, that's what it is. Let's see how I can solve it and kind of move on. I love that. And it kind of ties back to your prior point of like uh, accepting the situation, right? Yeah, like, exactly. uh, as you said before, it's like, Hey, like, this is the situation I'm in. Like, what do I need to do to go forward? Right. In an ultra uh-huh. race, let's just say, you know, uh, something happens with, you know, your stump starts swelling up or nutrition goes bad, even like uh-huh. from, and, and that can happen to anyone, right? Yeah, like, that can happen to everyone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like the acceptance is like, the huge thing. And I love how you said, like, I know it sounds negative, but you think of all the things that can go wrong. And I think when you combine that with the acceptance, right. When you see it of a lens of like, okay, like I accept it, here's what I'm going to do as opposed to like, Oh, you know, my, my nutrition sucks, like game over, you know, it's a totally different mindset, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm curious too, like when you, when you're going into these races and learning all these things, are you like looking at, other amputee runners out there who have or are in the sport or is it mostly you're just like trial and erroring it like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much curious. trial and error yeah it's kind of trial and error a lot of it because there aren't um I mean when I kind of went into ultra running there's not a lot of amputee ultra runners out there right so I'm kind of trying to document as much as I can and kind of being open and honest about it so hopefully I'll help other ultra amputee ultra runners I want to kind of get into the sport because I really hope they will Mm. um and so I try not to be too negative (laughs) with stuff like scare them but I I'm I'm being I'm trying to be an open book so if people ask questions I'm like well yeah this is the issues I come up with but these are the solutions so I'm kind of working through them and trying to document as much as I can um so others don't have to go through the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like taking that solution oriented mindset towards the problems that like is, yeah. is the, the helpful way. Right. If you look yeah. at problems just as problems, like that's when it's bad. But when you look exactly. at problems as an opportunity to solve and get better and be flexible, like you said before, yeah. I think that's the key to, you know, not just being a better ultra runner, but being a, a more I don't want to say productive, but I guess happier person like yeah, is exactly. you don't see your problems as setbacks is that, like I said before, you are the epitome of for <laughs> sure. So now, now I kind of want to dive into uh, a little bit of, of the challenge that you're going through right now, uh-huh. uh, which is just <laughs> incredible. So for context, everyone here, I was supposed to um, speak with Jackie last week and then uh, some scheduling things came up. So we had to change to this week. And in the midst of that week, she announced this crazy challenge, which I'll let her tell you what it is. Um, so I'm grateful enough to have her on here to talk about it today and how it's going and everything like that. But uh, Jackie, what 
insane and in a good way accomplishment are you going for right now um yeah I'm like what was I thinking doing this but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm doing a marathon a day for consecutive days um the record the woman the female record stands at 95 marathons a day um and I'm gonna I'm pushing it to 100 so I want to get to the 100 of course because I can't just do 95 come on (laughs) I've got to go extreme. Um, exactly. So it was like I had I had seen it last year. Um, um, oh man, I've forgotten her name. Who just finished it? Ashland, I think it's Ash Ashland, um, who had set the record last year. And I'd seen I I it obviously post popped up on social media, and I was like, oh, that might be something fun to do. <laughs> I can't believe I said fun. I'm like, oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> So I did research and stuff, and then you actually have to, you actually have to apply to to do the record, um, which I didn't know. So I kind of I was like, oh okay, I'll put my application in. If they approve it, then we'll see. And they literally approved it like last was just yeah, because we we were gonna talk. So it was last week. They were like, oh yeah, you can go ahead. I was like, oh now I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so, god! Yeah, and it was just—I—I I wanted to do it just to show people what you can actually do, and and if you, because I just feel you can you can push. We we are capable of so much more than what we do, and I just feel I'm hoping this will inspire people to kind of just do do something that they wanted they've wanted to do, like sign up for an ultra, try go out there, run fifty miles or fifty k or whatever just get out of your comfort zone just do something so for some some it's just signing up for their first 5k which is absolutely fine whatever which whatever makes you feel uncomfortable do that and just get out of your comfort zone and 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 just it's it's amazing because like when I did my first 40 miler and I'll be totally honest I came totally dead last mm-hmm. out of the, over this race and I made the cutoff I think with like five minutes I literally crossed that finish line in five five minutes to spare, and it was. I mean, the the course was full of mud. It was full of. I had so many challenges doing it, but I crossed that finish line and I finished it, and it was the best feeling in the world because I was like, oh my goodness, I could do this, and I was like, I just I surprised myself, and I think it's kind of everyone has that little bit of like fear that they. And and I and some people let the fear control them. And I just I just want to kind of inspire people just to think, you know, well, wait a minute, I can give it a try. Try. You might fail, but then you try again. I mean, I've I've failed at quite a few races where I've kind of just I'm like, I didn't make the cutoff. And I'm like, that's not gonna stop me. I'm gonna keep trying. And it's like you learn from your failures. I just I I feel like that's been my biggest lesson is. You definitely learn from that and it just makes you a better person it makes you realize how to to approach things differently and yeah and it's all good i love that so much that is uh, just just so incredible and i love how you even highlighted it's like hey like even though you know i came in last place like i still felt amazing you were doing it for you right yeah, like doing exactly. it for you and your own challenge and i love how you said like how powerful that was for you in that moment because you showed yourself that you can do it and it's like unlocking this whole new uh questions of like what am I capable of like what can I do which I'm sure testaments to how you keep stacking the mileage and the challenge and everything and 
I definitely want to get into the the details more on the on the uh, the marathon the hundred marathon attempt because like my my brain is still just like whizzing with questions and I'm sure everyone is too. But I know you you brought up like the thing about failure and the the one story that I'm just so excited to see you like just go out and crush is is like the the Moab story because I know you mentioned that that was like one of the toughest race experiences you've had and I know you are hungry to get back out there and crush that challenge and I know you will. But kind of describe that to uh, you know our audience because you know in the ultra world DNFs are bound to happen, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think it's a really tough subject for some people uh-huh. to handle, right? Um, so yeah. I'm curious to hear how you approach it and how you're going to go into tackle Moab the next time you get the chance. Which uh, you is October, yeah, which is amazing. Congratulations! <laughs> I saw you, the post. Uh, I'm like, yes. Um, I mean. D- no matter where you look at it, DNF stings. They really do sting. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where you have to kind of accept and and pick yourself up. I mean, some of us, some might need a week to recover from it and just kind of regroup. and do. But it's important to pick yourself up and just kind of, you know what, I'm not defined by that specific race. We're not, none of us are defined by one single race. I mean, it is what it is and sometimes it's just not it's just not your race and with with Moab Moab really stung for me it was it was a hard one because um I mean I had put everything into it it was like the dream race Mm -hmm. it I felt like I was totally prepared um I felt like I I hadn't like my training my my training going into it just felt like everything just worked and Mm -hmm. and and things and and I remember crossing the 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 because it was at an aid station and I crossed the I, yeah it's not a finish line but I don't know what yeah it's just when I when I got to that that aid station and I looked at one of the volunteers and I was like I didn't make the cutoff did I and they were like no and I just burst into tears <laughs> and I just sat there for about half an hour and I just cried. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay because it's it, it's it that at that point it just I felt crushed because I had put everything into this race, but then you kind of you accept it, and there was a lot of lessons learned. And I was just on that on that day, I was just not fast enough, and that was what I have to work at. I need to get faster on the trails, and it just wasn't. I just didn't. I wasn't just not good enough, and that was it. And so I'm coming back in October and I'm fighting for it and I'm going to get to my finish line. <laughs> yes, you are hundred percent. I am so stoked to see it. I was really stoked when I saw the, uh, the destination trail post that you got in. Like I was, I, know, uh, I, know. I remember, I was uh, like... Om, yeah. Om who connected us. We, we sent a message. We're like, let's go Jackie. Like we were, we were pumped. Um, so I know you'll cross that finish line for sure. Like y- you have the right mindset. Like you said, you're seeing it as a learning opportunity and hell, I mean, this challenge you're going through is a great training too for it. <laughs> So exactly. I, it's base building. That's what I'm doing. I'm just building a base. Exactly. If I can do this, I can do Moab. Come on. <laughs> right. hundred percent. And I, and I think that's going to like help you, right? Because in those yeah. moments, like, do you, like when you're like, uh, let's just say you're in Moab in the future, in like across the years, whatever these races, are you kind of going through those things that, you know, you've done through the past? Like, do you use them as fuel to keep you going? Yeah. Like what's kind of yeah. like your, your, uh, like approach to taking all those past victories into the current challenges you're heading into? Um, I mean, it, it kind of, I think you learn from every race. I feel like I'm always learning and I'm just kind of, I can just use tricks that I've learned from there um, to help me with this challenge and things. And like, 
like if my stump is swelling up and stuff I've learned kind of even with across the years I've kind of learned what works and things and I need to kind of be more in tune with kind of solving issues a little earlier rather than being stubborn and kind of ignoring them which I feel like as runners we all do that and we're just like oh no no it's just a niggle it's fine it's fine we'll just keep going it's fine Hundred percent. We we love to 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 totally sweep all the minor pains under the rug, exactly, and then exactly, and, and then it's and, an injury, and that's when we listen. And so I'm trying to be really good with that, and just like I, if I'm feeling anything, I kind of treat it immediately, which mm. so far seems to be working. I mean, I'm only on day four, um, so so far it's it's going. I only have another ninety six to go, so we'll see. Only ninety six. That's <laughs> only it. Ninety six. Yes exactly yeah, we're getting that <laughs> it's less than 97 so that, that's exactly. a good sign it was less it's yeah i'm further than i was yesterday so there we go there you go <laughs> it's always a win and let me tell you i was so like on one hand like i was i was shocked but on the other hand i wasn't so i i was shocked in the sense of like how spry and chipper and like how just like upbeat you were like as soon as we got on the call and i'm like dude, she just ran like four marathons in four days and she's just like ready to, and you have kids like, and so like you have like the, the normal life stressors that everyone has on top of that. Um, but on the other hand, I'm not surprised just the, you know, getting to know your mindset a little more and how you handle difficulty and everything, but how are you like, uh, like approaching this challenge? And in, in terms of like specifics of like, is it, is it a treadmill or trail? I mean, I know the answers to this, but I'm painting the picture for the audience here, <laughs> like trails, treadmill, uh, or like nutrition, like what's like, kind of like your plan of attack to uh, go for this. My plan of attack is slow and steady. So I am, I'm running the paces really slow at the minute. I've been running a lot on the treadmill, just purely from a point of view to save the tread on my blade, because Mm. the tread I've got on my blade is kind of really tricky to kind of change and things. So I'm trying to kind of preserve that a little bit more Um, on the, and with the kids and stuff. And then on the weekends, um, when my husband's around, then I can kind of spend the Saturdays and Sundays out on the trails. So I'll be hitting the trails and kind of being out there and stuff where I love to be. So I'm like, I struggle a little bit with the treadmill because I'm like, I just want to be outside. I just want to be on the trails because that's kind of where I belong and where I feel I should be. But it's just I'm 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 kind of trying to just focus and just getting it done. So that's kind of my mission is getting it done. And it's and it's again, it's incredible what your body can do because in the mornings I wake up and I'll be honest, I'm tight and I'm like, oh, this hurts. And it's, but then you kind of start moving and your body starts warming up. And then you're suddenly, you're finding yourself, you're kind of moving forward. And it's like, oh my goodness. And then before you know it, you've run 26 miles and it's like, oh. So it's, it's incredible how, and I think it's a law of mind over matter a little bit too, that you kind of, I've, I've learned to kind of just focus and just, this is my, this is the task I have to do. So I'm going to get it done and just Mm -hmm. keep going. Uh, Nutrition is a little bit tricky still. I'm kind of trying to figure that out a little bit um, because it's kind of having to fuel to kind of carry on the next day, but also to recover. So it's like just making sure I'm kind of getting everything I need, but not too much. And it's just, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm hoping by the end of the week that my body will be in sync. My nutrition will kind of be on key and stuff. And then it, and then it's just going to be literally just a rhythm that I'm just going to kind of just get it done and just keep going. 
Um, but it, it's tricky fitting it in around the kids. Like tomorrow, I'm volunteering at my son's school. So I'm like from there from eight until 11. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm then kind of fitting in the marathon. So it's like, it's, it's tricky kind of fitting normal life around everything and stuff, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh my gosh. So I don't want to hear from any of the listeners here that they can't get in like a five mile run or something <laughs> like that. Whereas like you're, you're getting in a marathon after taking care of your kids, volunteering at school, like doing what you do as a mom. And I always say like, you know, I, and obviously like I, so I don't have kids yet, but I, from my perception of just, uh, you know, the, the moms that I know in my life and obviously my mother, I always say that a mother is like the hardest job in the entire world. And an ultra runner is also a tough job. So ultra yeah. running moms, like m- my heart's out to you and my respect you. is for you. you. How, how do you like, uh, manage that? Like with time, like how, what is your approach to time management to fit everything in? Because that's a common question that I get a lot, like as yeah. an ultra runner and yeah. for me, like in full transparency, I don't have kids, like, you know, I'm, yeah. uh, don't have as many obligations. So I, I think people like you with all these things are way better answers. So what's your approach to that? you kind of have to be flexible. It depends on the day and stuff and what the kids kind of activities they're going on and stuff. And at the minute I know, and like I was saying about running on the treadmill isn't my favorite thing, but having to be flexible, I'm like, you know what, that's okay. That I make peace with that. So I kind of am here. So I kind of get the miles done as quick as I can. And then kind of luckily for me, they're at school during the day. So I kind of can kind of, crunch out the miles a little bit there and stuff. So it's just being flexible or starting super early in the morning and getting it done and in the evening. So it's, I've just learned to kind of just go with it. Um, I kind of sound like I just go with the flow, but <laughs> I try not to stress. I'm like, you know what? We'll just, we'll, we'll make it work. It will work. <laughs> right. There's no time to stress when you're, when you're doing no, hundred like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is awesome. And like, I can only imagine too, this has got to be so much harder on treadmill. I mean, like you said before, like being on trail is great, but, but this isn't like your first rodeo with the, with the long treadmill uh, dance, right? Tell, tell our listeners what like else you've done. Just two marathons a day on the treadmill. Come on. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's how do you like manage? Like, do you get bored? Like when you're on the treadmill? Like, I, do, you, I do. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a hard thing. Um, I mean, Again, you just have to, you just, you kind of learn to just focus on what you need to do and you just get it done. It's just kind of that mindset where I kind of zone out and I'm like, you know, what, I just need to get it done. That's it. And you just kind of keep moving until the miles are done. And it's just, well, yeah, you just kind of get it done. Um, I mean, I did do a hundred miles on a treadmill before. So yeah. <laughs> so incredible. 100 miles on a treadmill that just blows my mind that is incredible like <laughs> that was fun <laughs> oh yeah and that was that uh how long ago was that was that attempt uh two years ago was that two years ago already um yeah it wasn't last year it was the year before yeah wow, wow. yeah oh my yeah. gosh so, yeah it was um it was interesting and it I did it because it just kind of went into the whole COVID we just kind of everyone was going into lockdown and all that and it was like a whole COVID thing um, and it was interesting. It was an interesting exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And, and, and I think it goes back to the whole theme. I feel like, uh, is, is the way that you approach life is like looking at a situation like COVID where races are canceled and just being like, Hey, what can I do? And yeah. you're like, Hey, like I'm going to do a hundred miles on a treadmill, which is again, just like to me, just, 
even just a hundred miles, like let alone the, the marathons is just mind blowing to me, but you made it happen and you pushed through and you made it well. And I know that, you know, you taking this mindset of just, here's what I got to do. I got to chip away at it and, and get it in. Uh, no doubt that 96 days from now, you will be a world record holder, my friend. And, uh, I cannot yeah. wait to cheer you on along the way. Oh, like it's going to be so you. awesome. Uh, and so I know we're coming to the tail end of the podcast and Jackie, this has been incredible. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question for sure, because I think you are the perfect person to answer this okay if anyone in their life is facing like naysayers or people who say they can't do this uh whether it is you know uh in an amputee in your case or maybe uh-huh. for someone it's like there's like hey you don't have the athletic ability to become an ultra runner or to win you know a, a golden ticket at western states whatever their dream is right what would be your advice to that person who's listening right now who's struggling to get over the naysayers I, I always say this, I said, just don't listen. I mean, it's, it's, it's harder. It's harder to do. um, But you have to, you have to believe in yourself. I'm like, believe if you believe in your heart that you can do it, you can do it. I'm like, just go out and do it and give it a try. And what's, what's the biggest thing that's going to happen? Yes, you might fail at it, but you're going to feel so much better because you know what you tried it. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And, and come love- and talk to me. Come and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'll put right in the shape. And just exactly. Like, there we it. go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't believe in yourself yet, I know Jackie would for sure. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. That is, is great. I mean, and, and you can just see like, I mean, just from the, the conviction that, you know, you've had along your journey and every challenge that you've done, whether it is going through cancer or losing a leg or a hundred mile race or a hundred marathons in a hundred days, I can just tell you have this firm conviction that is just so infectious. Like, like I like just talking to you makes me even just say, Hey, like I believe in myself a lot more because I see how much you believe in yourself. And so, um, I just want to say thank you for carrying that energy out to, to this podcast, to our oh, listeners um, and, and to the many who follow your journey, because you're a true inspiration, my friend. Um, and so for our listeners who want to not only follow your incredible world record attempt here, uh, but also in the future, as you go and cross that finish line at Moab and everything else you have ahead and also your in- incredible insights uh, that you post out uh, to the public, where can they follow you to learn more about it and dive into your world? Um, they can follow me on Instagram, which is NC runner Jackie um, or Twitter, which is the same NC runner Jackie. So yeah, awesome. come and say hi. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I encourage everyone to do so. Like you will be inspired. You will like, just, it, it just, just knowing you and and getting to speak with you has just been, you know, such a, I'm a better person because I I know you and and my life and definitely would just want to say that uh, anyone else who does uh, can sure say the same. And so Jackie, I always ask every single guest on this podcast, this one question, and I know you've thrown out a ton of just amazing things that can help to Uh level up someone's uh, not just training, but mindset. But what is the one thing that our listeners can do every single day to be a better endurance athlete? Just keep at it. Cause I, I kind of, what I mean with that is every day you should be doing something, whether it is um, going for a walk, whether it is stretching, whether it is, I just, I, I truly believe just moving, just doing 
doing something small and and it's and for anyone that kind of is going coming into it it's baby steps just kind of every day just do a little bit better be better than you were yesterday just kind of just keep keep at it just and eventually it just becomes so part of your routine that you're kind of like oh I don't have to think about this this is who I am this is I'm an endurance athlete I'm just doing it every day <laughs> I love it and then I feel like that's going to be like you with this marathon right like on, on mile 50 you can be like all right well time, time to wake up brush my teeth run a marathon there we yes. go M- morning easy, routine easy, right? there we go <laughs> Jackie you are amazing my friend thank you so thank much you. for coming on the show again and uh I-, I would say best of luck but you don't need the luck because thank you very much <laughs> it sounds like you make your own luck and you for sure do and you're going to crush it out there thank you and thank you for having me on the show of course my friend All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. Appreciate you listening in. And if you have any topics or guests or suggestions for the show, I would love to hear that because I want to make sure this show is so valuable to you that I'm able to provide all the things that you're looking for to become a better endurance athlete every day. So if you have those things, feel free to send them over to me on Instagram at Joe Corsione. That is my handle, J-O-E-C-O-R-C-I-O-N-E. And I'm more than happy to fit it into the show, reach out to the guests that you're looking for, and ultimately give the value that you're looking for. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Uh, Would love to get more ultra runners and uh, people in the ultra endurance community listening to this podcast because the more this podcast grows, the better we're able to serve you as well. And so thank you so, so much again for listening in. I tell you, I do not take it lightly. And remember, my friends, become a better endurance athlete every single day. Take care.